0: So people are always asking us, what are our daily drinkers? What are those shelf available, affordable bourbons that you can go to any store and pick up and keep on your shelf and enjoy every day? Well, if you wanna know our top 10 affordable sippers, stick around. So before we get started,
1: we're so glad that you're here watching and we're gonna keep churning out this free content right here on YouTube and on your favorite podcast player. But if you want a little bit extra, you want some behind the scenes, Mm. we'd love to invite you to go over to Patreon and join Bourbon Real Talk Plus. We have all kinds of bonus content. And in fact, Wes, Mm -hmm. we are going to be having some extra content from this episode, because after we get done, I'm going to blind him on my top five and he's going to blind me on his top five.
0: That's going to be good stuff.
1: It's going to be good stuff. So if you want to see that type of additional content, barrel picks, things like that live in-person events online events go on and
0: check out bourbon real talk plus so i guess we got to start the episode like we do most and that's with a disclaimer with the disclaimer because all of you haters out there uh get your panties in a wad whenever we don't so this is our top 10 okay? right these are 10 bourbons shelf available daily drinkers that we wes and randy enjoy all right, right. i picked five Randy picked five we didn't know what each other were picking i said hey these are the five that i really like and i drink on most every day and he sent the same list to me and here we are this is what we're going over and so if you don't like these bourbons we don't blame you guys this is your palate your palate enjoy what you like drink what you drink and uh this is just our personal preference
1: right and also keep in mind these are personal preferences lately right yeah Um, and that's one of the lessons we want you to learn from this episode is that you're not, just don't pick one thing and drink it all the time, right? right. Like, yeah. my preferences shift, and I'll, I'll get into a mess of bottles and I'll be drinking them a lot, and then I kind of mosey on over here and yep. move. And truth be told, some of Wes's bottles probably would have been on my list mm-hmm. uh, because those are often some of my daily drinkers too. So, you know, we're gonna have some fun
0: yeah uh also
1: also all the prices yeah
0: the prices are are suspect to change so we're going to tell you what we get our bottles at and and everything here locally where we're at in texas of course, if you're somewhere different, the price point may be different and some of these bottles may even be a little bit harder for you to find. But we tried to stick with shelf available stuff that we see quite often down here and that we really enjoy. Yeah. So, so, so let's get it kicked off.
1: All right. Uh, we're going to start. With, yeah, I put all five of yours together. Okay. Okay. So we'll awesome. start with
0: yours. All right. Um, and also, <coughs> uh,
1: no particular order on mine. I'm not sure if you ordered yours. Um, not really, no. no.
0: Yeah. I, I kind of rotate around. But again, this is lately what I've been enjoying. And to kick off my list, my number one pick was the Knob Creek 9-year, of course. Uh, It's at most every bar I go to. Uh, It's definitely on the shelf at the stores that I attend and frequent often, and so it's a daily drinker for me. Of course, my friends over at Jim Beam, I call them my friends because I love everything they do. Uh, It's a 100-proofer. As you're going to see with our lists, we're high-proofers, and so a lot of our stuff is at that 100-plus, but this is a good starting point for me at 100-proof. The price point is great. 29.49, so you're right under that $30 mark. And for me, that's a great daily drinker.
1: And a little factoid on this one. Um, I, I do research on these and I try to find new factoids, so I'm not always saying the same thing. And I went to the Wikipedia page for Knob Creek. Really? And it said that it shares the same recipe with Basil Hayden's.
0: Really?
1: Uh, Which is uh, 63% corn, 27% Mm. rye, and 10% malted barley. But in actuality, it is the same recipe as Jim Beam, which is 76% corn, Ah. 14% rye, and 10% malted barley. They have two mash bills, one high rye, one low rye. And for the first time ever, I edited a Wikipedia page.
0: Really? Yes. Did you you set them straight? I
1: did. Awesome. I went in and I switched Basil Hayden's out for Jim Bean.
0: Yes. Well, I think that you should begin your your conquest to go through every bourbons Wikipedia and set them all straight.
1: To be honest, most of the time I just believe the wrong <laughs> thing, but this time I happen to know the truth. So. All right.
0: Well, next up on the list is another one that Randy and I probably share as far as our favorites. Um, and this one's been one of my favorites for a while, and that is the Wild Turkey 101. Mm -hmm. produced of course by wild turkey the proof again obvious 101 but the price point, guys, is super hard to beat. Twenty-one fifty for a bottle. I mean, this is a seven fifty. You can get the the giant ones, uh, which you, you usually keep regularly right. on your shelf, <laughs> uh, and you can get that price point even lower. So, guys, this is a daily drinker for me. Um, obviously, neat on the rocks, cocktails, it all works for me. Um, and I'm sure you've got an interest, interesting factoid about Wild Turkey.
1: Yeah, um, and and that's what I liked about this one is its versatility. Right, right. Because this is one that you can give somebody a poor neat. Um, but then if you poured it in Coke, no one's going to freak out. Right. right. Yeah. Um, and that's why I always have it around. Uh, the interesting factoid about this is that Wild Turkey launched in 1942, uh, but was contract distilled until 1971. Mm. Uh, so th- this was just a contract distilled whiskey. In 71, Austin Nichols, the parent company, bought Boulevard Distillery uh, and they renamed it the Wild Turkey Distillery.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome stuff. And uh, moving right along to another one of my favorites from the Jim Beam collection over there is the OGD, the old granddad 114 guys. And I'll be honest, the reason I love this is not just because it's delicious, but 114 proof for 2250. dollars yeah. is hard to find. To get something that that high a proof, that full of a flavor, uh, the price, the proof ratio is spot on for me, guys. It's hard to beat. So that's why it's on my list as a daily drinker. Anytime I see it, I pick it up.
1: A little interesting factoid about this. So uh, the old granddad that's on the label of old granddad is Basil, is Hayden. Basil Hayden. It's actually Basil Hayden. Sir Basil. Uh, and and so uh, Basil Hayden and Old Grandad are actually the same whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both that higher rye mash bill, the twenty-seven percent rye mash bill that we talked about from Jim Beam. Uh, the Old Grandad is one hundred fourteen proof versus eighty proof right. of the of the Basil Hayden. And I think that
0: that's not. I think that's the reason why I don't love the Basil Hayden's, but I love OGD and a lot of the other Jim Beam stuff. It's the one Jim Beam product I don't love i mean i drink it i enjoy it but it's not like something i go to all the time maybe it's the pr- maybe it's the proof
1: it well and it's twice the
0: price right. so you're paying
1: <laughs> you're paying almost double the money for significantly less alcohol yes right uh and so that's why i just don't buy basil heads. got
0: some expensive water in there
1: expensive water Uh, What do you got for number
0: four? Uh, Number four is one that I turned you on to recently. Not recently, but a few months back, you hadn't tasted the glory or at least appreciated the glory. I don't know how I'd Uh, overlooked it. You've overlooked it for so long, but it is the Evan Williams Bottled and Bond. Mm -hmm. Now, again, this is one that's gonna blow your mind. When you look at this price point and you taste this at a hundred proof, your socks are liable to fly off of your feet guys mm-hmm. this is a one that will knock your socks off every day so strongly recommend it's from Heaven Hill of course where Evan Williams is produced uh, 1399 14 bucks 14 bucks. for a hunter proof. <laughs> Really delicious whiskey, guys. I don't know what you're waiting on. At least pick up a bottle and try it. It's worth it at that price.
1: Point. Yeah, it's one of the highest quality price ratios in whiskey for oh sure. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, uh, so, Hard to beat. little factoid: uh, Evan Williams was a real person who immigrated to Kentucky in 1780. Mm. In 1783, he started an illegal operating distillery. Okay. And in fact, he was indicted by a grand jury in 1788 for not having proper, proper licenses for his distillery. Mm. And in 1802, his distillery was cited for dumping waste into the Ohio River which is hilarious because he was the harbor master in charge of keeping the river clean at the time. <laughs> uh, so uh, obviously an enterprising businessman, but had that early frontier mentality of you know just get it done and make your money. I guess. No, but I, uh, I
0: like him even more now. I like Evan Williams. <laughs> so, that's, that's a cool. That sounds like a cool guy. Yeah, you know? I mean. The waste in the river—that's not really cool. But it was 1800s. He was was a renegade. They—they didn't worry about it back then. He was a rebel, man. Yeah, I I like that. Um, Rounding out my top five um, is. The Maker's Mark 101. This was a hard one for me because there are a few Maker's Marks that I really rotate around to on a regular basis, but this one stands out to me at that 101 proof. I, I would say the Cash Drink stuff I really like, but it's a little bit higher price point and harder to find at some at some points in uh, in some areas as well. So I stuck with the 101. I really enjoy it for 36.50 guys. It's really a good a good buy. The regular Maker's Mark is just a little bit too light for my tasting at 90 proof um, and. So the cast strength drink drinks are um, a little hot for some people. Mm-hmm. So I keep the one on one, one on one, regularly on my shelf, not just for myself to enjoy, but for when friends come over as well.
1: Yeah. So a little factoid about uh, this product: the mash bill was decided by Bill Samuel Sr. after eating bread his wife Margie baked in various mash bill ratios. Really? Yeah. So they That's weren't making idea. test batches of whiskey; they were making loaves of bread and tasting it. And based on the flavor of the bread, that's how they pick their mash bill.
0: You know, that's a great idea. Whiskey and, bread?
1: Whiskey bread. And and the other interesting thing about Maker's Mark is they're the only major Kentucky distillery that still rotates their barrels in the warehouse. So mm-hmm. barrels up top get more heat. They age faster. Barrels at the bottom can sometimes uh, lose proof because of the evaporative loss of the barrels at the top. It gets sucked up at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And so to keep all the barrels aging evenly, they rotate them, and that is extremely expensive, so pretty it's pretty commendable that they'd spend that money to create consistency.
0: Hey, nice hat. Hey, thanks. Nice lanyard. Nice rocks glass. Thanks, man. (laughs) Nice travel case. Nice blend topper. Thank you. Nice candle. Nice bottle bag. Thanks, man. That's a nice tumbler. Nice woman's t-shirt. Thanks. Nice uh, extra schmedium shirt. Get yourself some nice things. And get all the compliments that come along with it. Shop bourbonrealtalk.com.
1: Number six on the total list and, and the first one that I added was Old Forester 1920. Yeah, um, it is a product from Old Forester. Proof is 115. its It is $55.99. So a little bit more than some yeah. of the others. Um, but why is it on my list? Strictly a flavor thing. Yeah, right. It's uh, it's really full flavored without being too hot. It's been a consistent product for me. Uh, so their, their blending and batching has been good. Uh, factoid about this brand it has been continuously sold since 1870 even through prohibition even through prohibition because they had a medicinal license Mm -hmm. and it is the first whiskey that was exclusively sold in a sealed bottle so in the 1870s Glass manufacturing is not what it was today. All the bottles had to be hand blown, so it was a very expensive idea to put your whiskey in individual bottles, but because they could sell it sealed, they were marketing it as medicinal whiskey. Yeah. And so you knew it hadn't been tampered with, so.
0: That was one that was on my my shelf, uh, shelf or daily drinker list when I first got started into bourbon. And I've rotated back to it several times, but one I've always enjoyed. And the number one bourbon that I misspell is old Forster. yeah all I, the time I'd have to uh, search it every I, time. I throw two R's in that bad boy every single time and I don't know why but uh it's, I do it it's a whole
1: thing uh so the next one for me number seven on the list is the benchmark full proof mm. Buffalo Trace product it is full proof it goes in the barrel at 125 so they put it in the bottle at 125 and it is priced at $21.99 and this is another one like the, the old Granddad 114 that it's just a really great proof price ratio. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it because it's it's grapey and not as much cherry. It's Buffalo Trace Mashable One. Usually on Mashable One, I get a cherry component, but when it's young, it tastes grapey. And so some people call this Stag Junior Junior mm-hmm. um, because it's pretty close and proof to, to the stags uh but to me it tastes more like a cash strength buffalo trace because gotcha. they're they're similar in age and they both have that grapey flavor yeah uh factoid um it was created by seagram's in the light, late 1960s and was originally probably distilled at the four roses distillery because seagram's owned them after prohibition they bought them and what i find interesting is that when they release benchmark they released it as like a premium product Um, But when they bought Four Roses, they bought the number one premium bourbon in the United States. So Four Roses was number one in the 1930s, 40s, and 50s. And uh, Bonfman, who owned Seagram's, wanted his Canadian whiskey to be the number one selling brand in the U.S., And so he literally shut down the number one straight bourbon whiskey in the US and only sold it overseas so that his product can overtake it. And then within years, launches Benchmark to become a premium brand. And it's like, hey dummy, if you wanted a premium brand, why didn't you just leave Four Roses alone? Yeah. Uh, So next on my list is Wild Turkey Kentucky Spirits. Mm. Now I was a little bit conflicted on this one. It's, It's made by Wild Turkey. It is also 101 proof, sounding familiar. We've yeah. already talked about Wild Turkey 101. Yeah. Um, but it's priced at $59.99. So this is part of the reason why it's a little bit controversial. Yeah, what Right. The heck, man? Um, and so I, I will admit that this is the worst value of the the... The, the lineup that they have a right. the wild turkey just pick up this guy uh but uh i i do like it uh it's a little bit more complex it is a single barrel which is the main difference between the two yes um the age range for this is six to ten years um it's not age stated but it's tip it says that it's usually going to be an eight-year-old um so you know i find it to be slightly more complex and i think mm-hmm. that they're picking the barrels that were unique and whatnot otherwise it would have just gone into a blend for 101 yeah you know uh but moving around right along number nine on my list weller special reserve mm. for those of you who live in areas that weller special reserve is allocated i apologize yep. but it's very easy for us to find here in texas and, it's very um, good. and and it's a solid product it's 90 proof it's made by buffalo trace mm-hmm. it is 24.99 for a 750 What we have pictured here is a 175, because that's what I had. Yeah. Um, And what I love about it is it's just an easy citrus-forward weeder that you can sip. So it's got a little bit of a citrusy, orangey kind of thing going on. Um, And this is something that I'll pour. It's only 90 proof. And so let's say I'm watching a movie and I'm not wanting to really concentrate and break down the flavors of a whiskey, but I want something that's good, Mm -hmm. um, but I'm gonna be sipping for a while, so I don't wanna drink something that's 125 proof. I'm probably gonna go to this guy. Yeah. Um, So factoid on this, uh, Weller was originally made by Stitzel Weller Distillery and was the source of the whiskey that made Pappy Van Winkle famous. Mm -hmm. And they are both now made by Buffalo Trace, both Van Winkle line and the Weller line from the same mash bill which for those of you who can't find it, that's why it is the easier to find version of (laughs) VanWinkle. So, um, and last but uh, certainly not least. Not least at all. um, I have been sipping on the Prideful Goat six year bourbon, which uh, For those of you, full disclosure, I am part owner of this brand. It was co-founded by me and my business partner, Christopher Hart, in conjunction with Gulf Coast Distillers, who is the independent bottler. The juice is actually from MGPI out of Indiana. And uh, the proof on batch one was 114.8 because it is cash strength. Yeah. And the price point is $64.99, so basically 65 bucks. But prices vary based on you know shipping and local taxes and whatnot, yeah. uh, but it is my brand, I love it. Uh, factoid on this one is that the brand got started kind of on
0: accident. I've heard this story, it's amazing.
1: Yeah, so I, <laughs> I went to, uh, to an event at the distillery, met the owner, asked for a single barrel, when we tried to do the single barrel, we found out that the product that we were going to bottle had already been put in batches and we couldn't just do a single barrel. It was going to be this massive release. And I was doing it in conjunction with uh, Christopher Hart and I called him and I said, what do we do? This is probably more bottles than we anticipated trying to trying mm-hmm. to pass through. And he said, let's just start a new brand. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did. And here That's- we are. You should be able to find it in California, New Mexico, Colorado, Oklahoma, Texas, Kentucky, Louisiana, and Florida. Mm -hmm. And if you are not in one of those states, Sealbox will ship it directly to your door. Even if they say they don't ship to your area, you can buy the product, say that you want local pickup, and then send them a shipping label, and they will affix it to your box and send it right to you.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I'll be honest. I almost put TPG on my list too. Did you? I did. I mean, I've been sipping the hell out of it recently, especially that six year because it just came out, and I just love it. So
1: yeah, it's it's weird it because you'll be sipping on it, and then you're like, I taste something different than I tasted last time, mm-hmm. and like it just keeps changing in the glass. So it's it's yeah. a fun one to sip. It's awesome. So, uh, so in conclusion, you don't really have to drink allocated whiskey to get good whiskey and no. we
0: recommend you switch it up.
1: Yeah. Switch right? it up.
0: Get you a good four or five in rotation for a month or two and then uh, decide, Hey, I'm going to branch out and try a, a few different other ones. And that's really how I got started in collecting whiskey is I was always the person that drank the f- same four or five whiskeys all the time. Mm-hmm. And I had one birthday party and everyone brought me whiskey. And all of a sudden I had 15 bottles of whiskey in my collection. I'm like, this is cool. I can drink something different every night. And this is everyone one can enjoy a new pour every time they come over. So this is how you get started, guys, is expanding yourself, uh, trying new things, and uh, like Randy said, you can find the good stuff on the shelves.
1: That's right. So if this is your first time watching, we'd love to tell you about our show, Philosophy. We're all about bringing people together around bourbon, Mm -hmm. and that's something that's personally important to me because I lost a loved one to suicide in 2014. And in the aftermath, I was looking for opportunities to create community and connection, and I wanted people to know that they had a place with, you know, people who cared about them. So they didn't feel the way that my brother did when he took his life. And I started noticing how whiskey brought people together, like even really diverse groups of people. And I thought, I want to use this. So part of the reason why we have the podcast is because we want to get you connected to whiskey and let the whiskey do the rest of the work and get you connected to others. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in that process, we did see the underbelly of the whiskey trolls and people being hateful to others online. And that motivated us to start Bourbon Real Talk Community so that you could have a forum where there weren't trolls. But it also made me realize that if somebody can hate you online that doesn't really know you, there's nothing that keeps me from loving you online, even though I don't really know you. And that's why we end every podcast the same way. And that's this. If you woke up this morning and you're unsure whether or not anyone loved you, just know that we, we love, love you. you. We'll see you next time on Bourbon Real Talk. Yeah, and... This is my first time talking today. A little more energy. You know? Oh, okay, yeah. A more energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's
0: get loose. Let's get loosey. You know what it is? Mean? We haven't had no whiskey. That's right. Yeah. All right. So, people are always asking us, what are our daily drinkers? What are those shelf-available, affordable bourbons that you can go to any store and pick up and keep on your shelf and enjoy every day? Well, if you want to know our top 10 affordable sippers, stick around. How was that for energy? Hell yeah, bruh. I was so energized. I was so energized. I feel it in my nuggets. I feel it in my plums. (laughs) (laughs) The Maker's Mark, uh, just straight out the bottle, is... What was that called? The regular? You just call it regular? I just call it regular. Okay. The regular's maker mark. Stupid. Not enough whiskey. (laughs) Yes. All right. (laughs) At least I'm getting some outtakes. We got outtakes. We got outtakes this time. I hate it when there's no outtakes. Check that off the list. Now we can move on. All right. We We love you. 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 We'll see you next time on Bourbon Real Talk. Cheers. Cheers. Ugh. The first time you didn't do it and I did it. I How almost, dare you? I almost
1: messed up, man.
0: But I did it. You know what I night. noticed is yours are a higher price point because you have way more money than I do. And these are my little shelfers over here, my little cheap shelfers. You want to know the truth? The and reason you got why these expensive bottles over here. The
1: only reason why mine are more expensive is because he got to pick his top five first. No, he's rich. <laughs> That's
0: what just throw away the money.